The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, listening bots, or your grandmother. Although I don't know your grandmother, she might be more into this than you realize. Listener discretion is advised. Knitting. I'm Sir Arcane. I'm Lansing Mike. And I'm Veritas69. Yay, he's back. We have him here again. Toes and all. <laughs> How are the little Tootsies? Oh, doing? they're fine. That was more stupidity than anything else. You know, it's just I've done it and it was like, oh, damn. You oh. hear the crack, you know it's there. And you know, uh, and yeah, and you said it was the little one too. And yeah. Yep. Oh. There's nothing you can do. You just. Well, I mean, it's not really in stupidity. It's just like, you know, clumsiness. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, it's like corners are there, feet are there. It's, you know, you're yep. like, oh, caught it. No, stupidity is what I did, which was <laughs> I become an aficionado of belt buckles and like, and I had a belt buckle mm-hmm. and a little prong that you use to hook in. Yeah. Um, several times it's been on my bedroom floor because I'm lazy. I've stepped on it and feel it with a tender part of the foot and like, oh, 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 don't step down and say, so I got to stop putting it on the floor. Well, last Saturday... I stepped out with a heel where there was no sensation until it impaled onto my heel. I was like, ah, ah. And I pick up my foot and it's still stuck on there. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I mean, a little bit of blood, but you know, it it, it, it was mostly callous. I think it poked through, but still just the idea. It's like, oh God. Ah. Okay, you win. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. I... Well, no, but I think I had less suffering than you did because it was sore the next day, but not even hard to walk on. I mean, I could feel something, but it was not pain. It was like, ooh, that was gross. And yeah, so. And then, of course, I'm thinking tetanus. And, and you know, all the. Yeah, and then it's like, do I actually go in to get. No, it's like, okay, how long does it take to for tetanus to set in? <laughs> you, you'd you know by now. Yeah. You, so you'd I'm making, be yeah. running a fever and have massive joint pain. And, and convulsions. And yes, it's, it's, yeah, not a good thing. Yeah. But you may want to consider. Mentioning that the next time you're at your doctor and he'll probably ask you, when was your last tetanus booster? And you'll be like, how many years ago? I'm horrible about maintenance and so I don't go to doctors until there's failures of systems. It's a family way. <laughs> I have tetanus shots are good for about, I think, 10 years now. So Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got one in 2012, so I'm good for a few more years. So. Plus, it has, anyway, to be, has to be rusty, too, isn't it? That's what they always talk about, rusty nails. Like, what is it about the rust? More surface area for the bacteria. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so, glorious uh, topic. On that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, sorry, listeners. Yeah. We talk about infirmaries of the feet and, you know. Yeah, now, now that we've driven away everybody. Oh, those poor, poor sons of a bitches who are, like, you know, into foot fetish stuff. It's like, no! Don't talk about feet that way! Yeah, no, we, uh, and for those of you who are into foot fetishes, uh, sad news, we probably will not be doing a foot fetish episode unless I can find an interview, uh, someone to interview about the topic, because 
the only thing feet do for me is they get me closer to dick. <laughs> They're basic transportation. Yes, yes, they I they hold absolutely no appeal for me. I mean, a little bit about boots, but shoes, feet, no, not so much, not yeah. really. Yeah, I, I do know somebody who's on the east side of the state who. I've been conversing with for a while and he seems very sweet and he also seems really into his feet. I mean, big time, like more than I've really seen. I'll have to ask him if he wants to get interviewed. Well, yeah, I'd be happy to have him. And yeah, 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 that's an aspect. Yeah. Because like I said, again, it's not a thing that I'm into, but you know, yeah, it'd be interesting to talk to someone who, mm-hmm. who that is their thing. It's like, well, please explain why. Tell us more. And maybe it might make us realize, Oh, Actually, that well, is kind of sexy. With, without getting onto it, into the philosophical, I, I have my own personal feeling about fetish anyway, in mm-hmm. that in general, most people can't say, oh yes, I'm into fetish because of this. I mean, my own big kink is rubber, but I also love leather and latex and boots. But you have no event but, that was the thing that right, triggered it? there's okay. nothing that was there. I still remember when I was quite young, prepubescent, and rubber did things for me then. So I think most people who have a fetish don't have a way of saying, oh, yes, of course, it's this that caused it. Well, and I'm, but there's certain things like, um, well, certain, like, a scent of, like, ivory soap. It just reminds me of, like, you know, locker rooms and that kind of stuff and, mm-hmm. like, freshly washed skin. Umprel shampoo, which I don't even know is made anymore, or the formulation's probably different because that stuff was just basically detergent. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. was green stuff and it had a very distinct smell. Um it was Boys State, which was like a fake government thing they would do at MSU mm-hmm. for kids, oh, you know, young men from yes, all the states. Yes. Um, my roommate was, oh my God, this wonderful hot piece of just meat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was he was ripped. I mean, pecs and visible abs and just, and I can remember, and it was, this was in the 80s. So mm-hmm. people, like hair, you had hair that you had to blow dry. Mm-hmm. And I remember he'd come in from, back from the shower Towel just slightly cinched around the waist, low slung, shirtless. This little tiny hair dryer who's using to poof out his hair, it would overheat. So then you have to rusticate it by like blowing into it. He'd just like be blowing into this thing. And, then, and I'm like, and I bought Prell shampoo because it was a little tiny pet thing. It's like, oh, that'll be good travel size. So the smell of Prell shampoo was just like linked to. <sighs> and then, you know, and also you're staying at uh, I think Brody Complex is where we were mm-hmm. staying. So mm-hmm. you know you had the group showers, and it was kind of my first exposure to kind of dorm living. You know, as a high schooler, and I was like, "Oh, this is nice." Well, I'm going to throw something out because you always announce at the end if you have ideas or anything. Mm-hmm. Anybody who has thoughts on what their fetish is and where they remember it started mm. or are they more in my court where they're saying, yeah, I've always had it. I can't remember when send an email, let us know. Yes. That would be interesting. Something to discuss later on. If we get some responses back, of course we won't use any names or anything like that. Right. But really not, be curious, not without permission anyway. Right. And I'd be really curious to see what people's thoughts are on that because that's one that's always mystified me because I have no clue. Yeah. You know, why did rubber turn into something that was, you know, heck, it wasn't even a thing here. It was in, in you know, Europe a lot longer ago. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even that much of a sexual thing here other than, right. of course, people watching Lloyd Nelson and 
sea hunt. But anyway, <laughs> I but I digress. But anyway, if you've got thoughts on it, please send an email. I'd be really curious to hear what you have to say. Yes, and we'll we'll talk about it on the next show. Speaking of the scent of pearl shampoo, the one scent that really turns my crank, although it has to be subtle because it's really easy to overdo it, is old school original formula Old Spice. Oh, mm-hmm. that yeah. Well, because I've always been into older men, and you know, I don't know if they're still using it, but for a while, Old Spice used the original formula of Old Spice used the tagline of, "If your grandpa hadn't used it, you wouldn't be here." <laughs> well, it's like a conversation I was having with somebody. We were talking. He has a relative who has some substance abuse problems, and we were talking about gateway drugs and things like that. And I said, mm-hmm. well, what George Carlin used to say is, yeah, mother's milk leads to everything. So I guess, <laughs> yeah. you know, Funny Old Spice that. is kind of the same thing with grandfather using it. So. Yeah. I'm, wonder- yeah. I'm wondering if in, like, you know, a generation and a half or so, you're going to have, you know, some middle-aged gays sitting around talking about, oh, you know what turns my crank? Axe body spray. <laughs> it, remi- <laughs> it reminds me of my, grand, you know, manly man and my grandpa's <laughs> <smell>. <laughs> The the only problem with Axe is I found that those who wear it don't understand the right way to wear cologne and seem to believe that a can of Axe is single serving. I had I had well, a co- and, and the commercials don't help because yeah. the commercials just show them spraying it well, all over and I'm like, no. The other misnomers, yeah, commercials. Um, I had a coworker who was from Romania. And he uh, would come in just reeking of cologne because mm-hmm. he remembers like the Aqua Velva ad where you put this puddle of it in your palm and splash it up your body. And he thought that was the way you applied, you know, a cologne. And it's like, no, that's... Oh, that's the way the Aqua Velva... They would love yeah, that. Yeah, Because <laughs> you'd have to go through a bottle Aquavelva. a week. But it's like, no, 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 just, just a touch. And, yeah, just a touch behind the ears, maybe on the wrist. And then also crotch i like when i throw in cologne i like to yeah basically the pulse points of the neck wrist but then i usually just rub it you know up the crotch and it's like because you know that's a pheromone area too yep all right so i have had an an eventful uh couple of weeks so last saturday well actually last wednesday big boots sent me a message and said I need to have some alone time with you. Uh, Because we have never, before we had never had a one-on-one session. And he said, tell me what day this week works for you. I'm going to come up, get a no-tell room, and I am going to do horrible, wonderful things to your body. I'm like, okay, let's do, you know, Saturday night into Sunday morning. And, you know, we'll have, you know, from 3 p.m., uh, check in to 10 a.m. check out and uh, went there. He uh, hooked up a shower shot in less than five minutes. He, he's really good at that. It's What's like a shower shot? A shower shot is well, a hygiene device for. Oh, is um, that like, uh, you yes. know, okay. It's basically, a, um, I won't say douche, but no. Well, uh, yes, like, like a douche. Yeah. Yes, but but douche bidet, but it's yes. insertable. That yes, you I know. Right I know someone who had that. That was part of his, you know, plumbing in his bathroom. He had one that was like right attached. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. and he he, he had a couple of adjustable, you know, pipe pliers and 
just oh, okay. took, took the shower head off, put the diverter on, put the shower shot on. And um, so, yeah, we both got cleaned out. And while I was cleaning out, he set up a portable sling. Uh, there was just enough room for it. And he put on some uh, old school horn. This, it must have been originally shot on Super 8. Well, it could be Super 8 because there's no audio on Super 8. But yeah, like either 8 eight millimeter or 16 millimeter film, you know, horrible image quality. And everybody had the clone look going, buff, tan, 70s porn stash. Uh, and so I understand the clone look is the fashions, which were like the white t-shirt and you know, jeans. But Well, and the mustache was definitely mm-hmm. part of it too. Um, and yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was old school uh, pumping porn and uh, called like strange things, strange places. Uh, I think Bijou Classics um, has it available for rental purchase, or I'm sure you can find it through less ethical mm-hmm. methods if you look around the internet. Um, so yeah, he dropped me in the sling, uh, slapped a, a tube on my dick, and got that nice pumped up and bloated, and then started working on my ass. And he has these rosebud pump tubes that have um, basically a solid core in mm-hmm. the middle and then the tube. And the idea is you insert the core in your ass and then gently pump the lips up to get more of a rosebud look, which some guys like in, in fisting circles. And it feels feels really neat. Mm. Um, so it pumped me up, loosened me up, and he stuck in a good size, well, not good size, but um, he stuck in a stainless steel plug, um, and I know you you've held the the stainless steel plug at number six, right, Mike? I think so. And it, it has a definite oh have weight, to yes, yes weight and half to it. And you know he put it in there, and I could feel the weight, and I said, you know, this would probably be better if I was on all fours. I, it was great, and it was wonderful in the sling. I was like, you know, if I was on all fours or on top of somebody thrusting away, then the weight of it would be right on my prostate. Mm-hmm. And so using that and the pump and the finger and the hands and came to a wonderful shuddering orgasm. And then I feel sorry for the people who are like sharing a wall. <laughs> I, if, they, they wa- if they wanted to get sleep. Well, based <clears throat> on... I had to explain yeah. it to a, their children. Based on the... Based on where the cars were when we came back from grabbing a bite to eat at about 10 o'clock, I don't think the rooms next to us were rented. So that might just be the way that that motel does it. Or the family that checked in, like, then went to the desk and said, can we have a room somewhere else? Well, I'm I'm not nearly as loud and vocal as Big Boots Mm -hmm. is that... That gentleman is a symphony. <laughs> so, yeah, he rode me well and then laid down for, tried to get some sleep. And the bed there, which is one reason why I'm not naming which no-tell it was. But, oh, that that bed, it, it felt like a slab of concrete. My shoulder, my back, my neck. They all hurt in the morning. And I'm like, and so I woke up at about seven o'clock between his snoring and 
the horrible Batman. Like, let me help you pack up. Let me help you take down the sling a little bit. But yeah, I got to go home to that's, a softer bed. Yeah, that's my trouble. Like, if I don't. The first night in a strange bed, I do not sleep well. So if yeah. I'm staying somewhere for a weekend, that first night it's not going to be very. And then the second night, okay, I fall asleep. That's why, yeah, it's like if I were to go and you know be at someone else's place for some fun, it'd be like, okay, after we're done, it's like, okay, maybe a bit of cuddling. But then I have a bed that is calling to me, and that I want to be in because I'm not going to sleep. You know? Yeah. Well, so the watchword with you is your place. <laughs> no, no. It's, oh, it, why not? It's no. It's not a place fit for human habitation. I, I, I there's a lot of I, there's a lot of stuff in the apartment, and it needs organizing. And and have you purging. seen my apartment? Have you seen his apartment? Yeah, we're kindred spirits in that. There's no worry there. You know. Um, I've seen yours, and no, I'm maybe a couple steps beyond that. It's it's, it's not quite hoarders yet. But it's like, you know, I don't I don't have the goat trails, you know, through stuff. But it's like, I have too much stuff and this needs to be parsed down and, you know, and, and organized to where it's, you know, accessible. Yeah, you, you need to make three piles. Keep, trash, eBay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, clean up. So that was, I'll say, 95% of, of a really good time. And, yeah... Uh, he didn't make it out to DBC, which was last night, but yes. Veritas, you did. Mike, you did not. You a prior had... engagement. Uh, have friends who have an annual party and went to that. And, you know, it's like always a nice food spread there. And and a lot of the conversation's boring because I don't want to talk about health or home remodeling or politics. but Or Fox News anchors. Um, I don't know if we did... I don't, I don't know. There was some of that talk because I know I in the living room I heard someone going on about some car thing. I'm like, don't want to be a part of this conversation. <laughs> so um, I, I was in the kitchen most of the time where talk went to a lot of kink stuff. It's like... Um, really? Yes. Where uh, J-Lube came up and someone was talking about, oh yeah, and talking about using a kiddie pool and ordering some J-Lube and doing some wrestling. And I'm like, oh really? Um, I've, I've heard of J-Lube wrestling in the pool, followed up by a piss scene to break down all of the J-Lube. <laughs> and then, uh, and so yeah, so I mean, we are actually uh, then making jokes about uh, because someone they had um, I, Apple watches, mm-hmm. and there's like a little feature where you can feel a little vibration when something is. And talking about wrapping that around the cock, and it's like, well, why don't they just make an eye cock? You know, a nice little chastity, you know, cock ring device that you could re- control remotely via your watches. Your partner could just be tapping it and teledildonics. And then we uh, thought, well, then you know, a a eye butt plug that could be something lovely too. Just you know, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so just the funds of, with technology. And, yeah, so we were very raunchy in the uh, kitchen. And occasionally people would wander by to get refreshed drinks and say, what did you say? And we'd say, it was like, I thought I heard that. It's like, yes, you did. <laughs> yes. Well, you should have told the, the Kingsters about this podcast. I didn't. This was mentioned. Uh, they found the, um, well, actually, the people I was talking to, they, they weren't the kinky crowd. Like you said, there's a couple people there who are Kinky and I've talked to them about IML and mm-hmm. Inferno and other things, and uh, they were there, but I didn't have a chance to have a conversation with them. Um, this was just more the the like kind of the standard bored Marrieds who were in the kitchen, <laughs> and it's like okay, and it's like so I was like you know when the guy talked about J Lou wrestling, I was like oh cool um, yeah, but uh, it's like yay there are some but yeah for the most part like you know we're talking about CBT and they're all like ah and it's like you know I think either but I'm not like ah about it and you know 
Um, so it's it, just not your jam. Well, it seemed like, yeah, they were not, you know, they're more like kink is like the ooh, titter titter kind of thing. And as opposed to like, hey, and a, a, a little light bondage. And I was yeah. mentioning, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm missing a dungeon party right now. And it's like, they're kind of like a look askance. <laughs> like, I think, I don't know. I don't think they're not kinky. I just don't think they were like, you just don't tell people about your kinks. That's a private bedroom thing. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> we were talking about J. Loop wrestling. Some people find that kinky. But so. I, I didn't, I mentioned, because it's kind of hard. I have a hard time just bringing it up. It's like, oh, I do a podcast. It's like, oh, humble brag. No, um, it's, it's just one of those things that it's hard. I, I, so I mentioned the podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, the, they are very amused by the name. I have found that a lot of people take a beat and then laugh when they hear the name for the first time, which is what I was shooting for. Oh, that was it, because I was mentioning the our tagline, the um, wholesome kink and perverted, perverted knitting. knitting. And that's yeah. when someone walked through the room and was like, what? And, <laughs> and then they're like, what the hell's wholesome kink? And I'm like kink that's not embarrassed by itself and a kink without shame it's like you enjoy it and it's it's fun for everybody it's like oh yeah i guess so because uh, yeah they're mine the idea of perverted knitting fine but wholesome Some kink, kink. And, yeah whole, yeah pure well i think he was picturing kink. amish people doing horrible things to each other i'm like amish wholesome there's puppy mills they can be really horrible they do shunning <laughs> that's my anti-religious or racist uh, yeah, can you be racist against the amish Probably, I guess I just was. Pre- prejudice would probably be a better. That would be it. That would be it. Yes, and not like we probably have a huge Amish following. Well, we'll so, find out. I know yeah. as, yeah. as they come with their pitchforks and their torches. I I don't I don't think that podcasts are big in the Amish community. But one thing I did find out that they accept that you might not think of is rollerblades. You know, no power to them, really not that mechanical. But, you know, just imagine an Amish woman in her long skirt on rollerblades going going down the street. Kind of seems like she's just floating. <laughs> but anyway, back to uh, Detroit Bondage. So, uh, yes, Mike, you, you missed it. Which is also probably for the best because, honestly, this has been a very busy month socially. And I was just tapped out. Even, we'll get to it Friday. I was like, I don't want to deal with humans anymore. And so, yeah. dealing with a party that I knew the clientele and the people, I could just leave at any time and go home, versus DBC, which has been great fun the times two times I went. I don't know if I was up to being on for the whole night and, you know, yep. being there. So, so how was it? What did I miss? It was actually kind of quiet this month. We had, for those who are not in the Michigan area, we had winter's last gasp. Mm-hmm that day and we think that scared off quite a few people so kind of calmer but uh we were not the only lansing ones there hot dog made it out and um considering his recon name i don't think he'll mind if i mention it that out to all uh oh, was there okay. as well oh, okay yeah i i did not play with him um because based on all the rumors i've heard he is a bit too intense for my taste but he seemed to enjoy himself. I didn't see him actively participating, but he was watching quite a bit. You found your puppy within two minutes of walking in the door and um, spent a lovely evening with him. Did a lot of observing. Uh, you had mentioned Hot Dog. He, uh, he did an amazing bondage scene down in the basement with, with a guy who he had beautifully rope tied to a chair 
And I was just so impressed as I watched him because it was like almost he's sitting there nonchalantly, you know, looking at his nails and, you know, picking a few things up. And all the time he's keeping this guy right on the edge. The guy is literally straining against his bonds and, you know, just literally he had a gag in his mouth. But, you know, the words fuck and shit and all this were, were coming through mm -hmm. very clearly. And uh, just the ease that with the practiced ease with which he kept that guy on edge was really impressive, and I, I wanted to give him a shout-out that it was really impressive to watch. Just how cool he was at it, and, you know, just... And, and the high-quality rope work, too. Yes, uh, oh, he, always, he, yeah, always. Yeah, he, he, does, he does beautiful rope work. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah, it sounds like that's some damn sad that I missed witnessing. Yeah. And so, calling back to, you know, in, a, in our last episode, I mentioned that at number six... I looked over, saw somebody wrapped up in saran wrap and duct tape and said, I can do that better. Um, he listens to the podcast, the oh, one dear. who was wrapped up in, and he oh. sent me an instant message. Yeah, not the one who, who did the <laughs> wrapping, the one who was wrapped up. And he sent me a message saying basically, uh, care to put your saran where your mouth is? I was going to say. <laughs> I'm like, sure, absolutely, I will do that. I needed to hit up Home Depot anyway, so I picked up some large 20-inch wide pallet wrap, moving wrap. It, it was in the moving and storage section, and he had a roll of duct tape. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, how do we want to do this? Because there are several different ways to do a mummification. And he wanted his arms and legs wrapped separately first, um, so that when he was wrapped up, there wasn't any skin against skin. Okay. And so wrapped those first, and I wrapped him just to the shoulders in saran wrap. I left his head free and then started wrapping him up with duct tape. And I have a photo of it on my phone that I'm not going to share. It should be great radio. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have Look not... At this. I have not gotten his permission mm -hmm. to share the photos publicly, but I am rather proud of my work. And I think I did a really good oh. job on him. Mm -hmm. Did you get a chance to see it live? I was peeking in yeah. quite at the end, almost to the point I think he, he had just finished and you, you were going, do you want to be out of this? And he goes, yes, I think it's time. So Okay, <laughs> yeah. And then... Yeah, once I had him wrapped up, I put blindfold on him, and he had a Hitachi magic wand with a cock sleeve attachment on it. Used that on him for a bit. Yeah, only thing I might have changed is I kind of wish I had something m m a little sharp that I could have picked away and gotten at his nipples better. But yeah, it was all just cock and balls and immobilization. And so what was his verdict? Out. He was happy. He 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 uh, he said, you know, you you cash that check that, that your mouth wrote. So, um, and we'll I've got plenty of pallet wrap and you know duct tape's cheap, and it comes in a variety of colors. Yes, comes in a variety of colors. You could get some Hello Kitty duct tape. I am not gonna wrap. Him up in Hello Kitty duct tape. Maybe well, My Little Pony, I was but gonna not say, Hello Kitty. I was <laughs> immobilization and humiliation scene, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I think 
the next time I do it to him, I'm going to want to have two rolls of duct tape just so that I can get complete coverage. Because mm-hmm. there were some gaps. And, yeah, I'd like to be able to get full on so that you don't see any of the because it's really wrap. so it's really the duct tape that's doing the immobilizing the saran wrap just to make sure it doesn't stick to them or? well no the the they're saran both, wrap they both add to it. yeah the okay. saran wrap is a bit immobilizing okay. by itself but could you hulk out of it if you really tried yes if okay. if it was just the if it was just the saran wrap and just one layer of it yes you could easily uh, hulk your way out of it with the duct tape, you are not getting out of that without help. So, yeah, the duct... I know, I never stop at one layer of the saran, that's for darn sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, yeah, the duct tape, not a, it adds sturdiness and makes it stiffer. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you, you've got... When you're just in the saran at low levels you can still kind of bend and flex a little bit mm-hmm. but with the duct tape it makes it more like a, a body cast really i'm also picturing yeah you know, i'm like having the limbs wrapped separately yeah that because i could see if you're skin on skin there's a little bit of sweat and suddenly you've got a bit of give where you there'd be some movement where separately that saran wrap is going to be just clinging to itself and not right okay yeah which is exactly why i keep saying when you buy your sleep sack Make sure it's got internal sleeves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And why the the next time I get into your sleep sack, I will want to have something be, like just a towel or something between the legs, mm-hmm. uh, just so that I don't feel them sweating up against each other. Oh, because in the sleep sack, the legs are together. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, when I sleep, I mean, e- even in you know the hottest days of summer, I always have a sheet between my legs and I tend oh. to sleep on my side. See, with me is when I sleep, I want to be all tucked in. Like I just, you know, I want to be like encased in like sheets and all that because I want my sheets all tucked and I want to be kind of slipped in there. My ex, he was like, of the, you know, nope, nope, can't be recent. And so again, you know, one of many reasons why. Well, then maybe, is. maybe you would enjoy a, a saran wrap trip or I think that would be trip. intriguing. I've not had it. I mean, you know, I am slightly claustrophobic, but that's more head stuff. Yeah, and you know it. It is very, e- very easy to stop just at the shoulders, and I am, I am perfectly happy to stop there. The head, you need to do some. It takes some extra work, and especially with that wrap with Home Depot, I'm not sure I'd want to use it on the head because it is thicker. Mm-hmm. And the every time I've done the the head, it's been with kitchen grade wrap, which mm-hmm. is really, really thin. And um, I wrap the. I tell them to all right. Oh, take a deep breath and open your mouth wide. And I wrap the head a couple of times, and then I poke through the mouth to be able to open that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know with the Home Depot wrap that I would be able to do that with just my fingers in a comfortable time span. So might not do the head with the Home Depot wrap, but it it's. Something that I can work on and test mm-hmm. out without using an actual human head. So, <laughs> yeah, the only other big thing I did, that was the main one. And then I also, there was another guy there who is trying to take a fist. And I got up to my knuckles on him and gave him a great, shuddering, messy cum. And he was happy about that. Uh, 
some things you just have to build up to, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not gonna just wake up one day and say, "I'd like to take a fist today." <laughs> that it takes, yeah, work and dedication and practice, practice, practice. Yeah. So, you have any other thing from from Detroit bondage? Uh, just no. Work. I was just surprised at. You know, it was quiet as far as, you know, there weren't that many there. But I was also surprised, despite the fact that the numbers were down, there were still several new people there. Yes, mm. there were. That was what was surprising, that despite the fact that, you know, the numbers were way down. There was new to you or new to you? New to the club. There was okay. a young couple who came over from, uh, I think, the far east side, like Mount Clemens in that area. Okay. And uh, they knew another couple who's just started coming as well. And... They it were, sounds like the word spreading by, you know, word of mouth. Because, like, mm-hmm. hey, someone goes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is a really good time. Because, yeah, it would be one of those things. If I didn't know someone who was familiar with it, I would it, I would be a hard time going, like, blind. You know, like, even if you're aware yes. of it. Yes, um, You know, if you had gone to, like, I think the Hayloft, where they have the little kind of, like, yeah. the, you know, mixers where you can kind of get to know people, that might be easier. But still, just not knowing what to expect. It's like, I really want like a native guide there to like say hey you know like arcane has been for me it's like hey let's go to this and well, i think the organizers <clears throat> when they go to hayloft it's not just a matter of a mixer night they literally bring stuff and they actually yes. do some demos yes and they, like that. they do i i was i was the happy demo dolly for uh flogging mm-hmm. demonstration when i went down to the hayloft uh the first time yeah and you know, I don't go to those Hayloft mixers because, to me, it's not worth it just for another bar night. Even with demos, that's a heck of a hike. Mm-hmm. When, when next for week, us it is. Yeah, 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 from Lansing to where the Hayloft is in Dearborn. Plus, you know, I'm going to see all the same guys one week later anyway in a much more relaxed environment uh, and much better lit. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Speaking of bars, this Friday was Lansing Pups and Handlers' mm-hmm. first Friday. I'd say um, one of the biggest turnouts we've had so far. Nice, it was yeah, a nice it was an, a very nice turnout. Um, the pups were active. They, they yes. Uh, Jimmy Fallon did his uh, prediction oh. with the golden retrievers, and all the pups started howling, and we got a few looks on that one. Well, <laughs> I don't. I have no shame. I mean, there's puppies on TV. What were we expecting? It was awesome. I thought it was perfect. I couldn't have yeah. planned that better myself. So, <laughs> And an active member of the Detroit puppy community, Baird, came out. It was nice. Uh, to, yeah, very nice to meet him. Yeah. I'd heard of him because we've talked about, you know, Vince, he's, you know, when mm-hmm. he was running and all that. And it's like, oh, okay. And to actually meet him, it's like, oh, nice. Yeah. And he, he wore a show tail out. Yes, hey, he did. good for you. Cool. Uh, I felt bad because, yeah, they're, uh, I th- made the round and said goodbye to everyone, but a couple of people I missed, and he was one because I hadn't seen him in the bar. So I, you know, I was like, he was kind of hard to miss, though. Well, the, I did. He lit up blinking collar. Yes. Yeah, but, so, yeah, so I was like, you know, felt bad about not saying goodbye. But then, you know, it's like, he was, I don't think probably noticed. He was very busy and popular. <laughs> yes, he, he was popular, and yeah, the, it was nice to have all of the pups together, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it was also nice um, that it was karaoke night. They've got some really good karaoke singers there at the Esquire. Wednesday nights is no, is a normal karaoke night 
So that can be a bit more mixed because you have some very yeah. good, but you also have some who aren't. And who are intentionally <laughs> not. It's more of a right. of a mocking thing. It's like, oh, God. So, but, like, oh, how, why? No. But no, it was, a, uh, yeah, and I, I thought Friday was nice. Um, I, again, I was just burnt out on March. So I was like, that was my last gasp of being social. It's like, I'm here. I want to support this, but I'm not. I don't want to be around people. But you were kind of like that last month, too. I'm often like that, actually. That's my natural state of being. It's like, do I have to deal with humans? <laughs> uh, the joys of being an introvert. <laughs> but Yeah, just, no, I don't even know. If it, I just don't think I like people. <laughs> Misanthrope, that's it. Oh, uh, but no, uh, <laughs> it was a nice crowd, um, you know, and like I said, uh, it was, you know, nice talking to people and seeing people who had come back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so, like I said, it was kind of fun because I'd go and get a drink, kind of look and just see that whole knot of people in the corner. It's like, you know, we'd kind of claim that whole corner. It's like, yeah. okay, this mm-hmm. is, this is, you know, becoming more of a thing. It's like, it's not taking over the bar, but right. like it did in the old days, but it's like, yeah, you got to build up to it. That's right. That's well, exactly. and, and I told uh, those from Lansing who are at DVC that we are doing mm-hmm. first Fridays mm-hmm. again. Oh, cool. I'll have to come out to that. And I'm like, yes, we would love to have you. And I just have to remember my friends who are, you know, either tangentially or into leather. It's like, I have to keep reminding them. It's like, hey, remember, first Friday. First Friday. And I swung back by there Saturday to uh, pick up something from one of the other bartenders. And earlier on Saturday, I actually got my cards, my mm -hmm. business cards from uh, Vistaprint. And all of the podcast listeners will be able to see that as this episode's mm-hmm. image. I'll show that. I I think they look really neat. So I left those on the community bulletin board, oh. letting people know about Lansing Pups and Handlers and a Harry Prone Companion. And what I need to do is print up some flyers to post like next to each of the DJs that advertise. Yeah. I think that'd be very important for the bar night. You know, yes, and, you know, a hair yes. prone companion, that's too, but, um, yeah, no, really? I, I probably wouldn't mention a hairy prone <laughs> companion on the flyers, just Lansing Pups and Handlers first Friday of each month, except for November. I think that's the only one I won't be able to make, but Let's still be there, everyone else could still be there. But yeah, Lansing Pups and Handlers has a pup slash leather slash gear night. Mm-hmm. Come on out, find, find your local kinksters. We need more gear. We need more like motocross guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, we we love overlap with leather and that I know, but you know, it's, or or how about or sports? You know, hey, yeah, some I wrestling mean, singlets and oh yeah. I mean, I knew Ready Whip who founded Gear Blast at IML, and he said he intentionally did not define gear. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he just said whatever clothing gets you off you are welcome to wear it so and yeah i i feel the same way about first friday it's an excuse to you know reach into your closet Mm -hmm. and grab those crotch high boots that you don't wear every day that can be it but no but you know (laughs) i think that's a good yeah word of mouth and also the flyers to talk about the bar night i think will make people more aware because I still talk to people and they're like, Oh, that's a thing now again. And it's like, yeah, the podcast, like I said, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about a big way for podcasts. I know most podcasts I get into when they're mentioned on other podcasts. Yes. And, and so that's a lot of cross fertilization because yes. they're not really competing. If you like a certain thing and it's like, Oh, I like this thing. I want to hear more of that. 
And speaking of them, I heard a very interesting one. It's called Backstory. It's a gaming podcast where they talk to game designers. Mm -hmm. And they talk to Shanna Germain from Monte Cook Games. And she also writes Erotica. And she talked about the parallels of the BDSM community and geekdom. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like how they, there's a lot of overlap and very similarities and things. So that was actually, I think it was backstory number seven uh, with Shannon Germain. It was a very interesting talk about, you know, role, had, role touch, play in the bedroom, role play in the game room. It I, didn't even I go in there. It was well, more yeah. just the, the, the structures of the community. Well, and um, yeah. it was fascinating to hear. And also, um, like, uh, and how the game community needs to take more lessons from BDSM. And that community is like, consent yeah, and cosplay does not equal consent or and, even just at yeah. a game table it's yeah. like there's a lot more it's like hey there's certain places you shouldn't go and we need to make sure everyone is comfortable around the table and it's like okay yeah right well speaking of other podcasts when my letter got read out on linoleum night mm -hmm. that caused a spike in listenership but didn't really stick around and if my memory serves correctly my interview on the sewers of Paris should be coming up sometime in April. Oh, okay. And Every time I see a new episode of that come up, I'm like, oh, is it? Okay. No, not. <laughs> yeah. I will be announcing. I, I asked him to let me know far enough in advance that I could record, that I could include in the podcast recording. But that was back when we were recording every week. But when I get the high sign from Matt that it's going to be the next Thursday, I will tweet it. So everyone should be following at Harry Prone Comp on Twitter just in case the the scheduling doesn't work out that I'm not able to announce it on the air. So two weeks worth of, of wonderful A lot going fun. on. Yeah. A lot going on. Yeah. This episode of A Harry Prone Companion is brought to you by Tom's All Night Diner. The perfect place to eat when you need a break from the moans and screams of everybody else staying at the Notel. Swing by, have a bite to eat, before you try and pass out on the concrete slab that they claim is a bed. Tom's All Night Diner. Eat in the dark. Feel better about your life choices. I am looking at my stopwatch here, and it is at about 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, I think we will move directly on to the perverted knitting part okay. of the show. And Because you have something for that. I, yes, I do have <laughs> more perverted knitting. And actually, this may end up being the, the image where I may just, just tweet this. So... Loyal Harry Prone Companion listeners will have seen, and we talked about last week, the crocheted dick that I made. And I made it out of the Dalmatian variegated yarn. I had some light raspberry yarn left over. And so I did it again in light raspberry. And just for the hell of it, at the end, um, switched off to eggplant so it has a nice purple head on it i did go to the local grocery store and picked up some black beans the small little beans and so now i've got my own beanie baby well sort of <laughs> uh, <laughs> and made my own and a yeah beanie baby maker yeah uh, uh yeah <laughs> something like that so 
and I've I've heard of people people using that or polyester polyfill beads that you can wow. get at your local craft shop. I don't know about polyester. I, I think I like using the beans better. Plus, the beans are dirt cheap. And I was gonna say it, you know, gives it, you know, compared to the other one, yeah, it gives it a better heft. It's like, you know, it's yeah. like a. You know how that's gonna come across, Don. <laughs> you'll you'll find out on Wednesday with yeah. everybody else. Like, what the hell was that sound? That was me beating and that, uh, beating the balls against the, the table that has the voice recorder. Uh, one other thing that I did differently, I actually got a tweet from uh, Crochet Empire, oh. which was, was kind of weird. When Crochet Empire tweets, I think he does it right after listening. And so the tweets I get tend not to have a lot of context, and I have to figure out oh. what in the world he is talking about. Well, what he suggested was to give it a bit of a curve is on the outside part of the curve, if you're doing just single crochet to put in some half doubles, mm -hmm. which will make, which will add more material on the outside of the curve. And I did that basically every other round to try and get a subtle curve. And I think it's a little too subtle. So I, I think when I do it again, I will put more half doubles in to try and give it just a little bit more curve. And actually, if you look closely, you can also see there's a bit of a ridge on that side. Um, you know, acting like a vulture in urethra, which, hey, who doesn't <laughs> like that? And then what I may do, if I'm feeling saucy and evil, is I may take a piece of blue yarn and put it on what would be the top side to have, you know, a nice dorsal vein. And, yeah, all, all sorts of fun things I can do. And, I don't know, maybe um, do the balls in eyelash yarn so they're fuzzy. <laughs> but that stuff is hard to work with. That stuff is miserable. I'm almost wondering also if there's some way you can basically get the, uh, like, take the tip mm -hmm. and somehow get it sunken in, like a stitch where you pull it in so it kind of pulls it in. So it's, you know, that would be more like a kind of a uncut or foreskin. I, I probably could, what I could do for that, I'm thinking, is as I'm bringing it closed, it, instead of snipping it, um, that I leave a long tail and then get a long tapestry mm -hmm. needle. Yep. Mm -hmm. Pull it through. And, and I'd have to work it through the beans, but yeah, then just yep. pull, pull yep. that through exactly. and... And, yeah. Also, I th I really think you have to do increases for the the, the head because you know. Yeah. No. I mean, not you know. It's like a, a tubular penis is nice, but you know, it's nice when it flanges out at the end. Yeah, I did. I did a different connector because normally in crochet you go under both loops, mm -hmm. and for this I just went under one loop, which makes for a different effect when I changed colors from the. Uh, from the raspberry to the eggplant, and it didn't quite get the effect I wanted. Also, if you could get a way to make actually, well, you know, I'm trying to picture a um, some sort of stitch or something that would kind of bring it in to kind of give it more of a kind of a glands shape, you know, just to yeah. kind of a, a cleft right there on the kind of the underside to kind of make that. Yeah, we're yeah, there, there there's we're, always we're going, ways. For, we're going for photorealism in our crocheted cocks, which yeah, know, there, might be a folly, but there are always ways to improve it and 
Uh, we have the technology. We, we, do, we do have the technology. And I bookmarked but did not read how to do amaguri mushrooms. Okay. So I will read that. And see, you know, do they start with the crown of the mushroom first and work down, or do they start with the stalk and work up? And if they start with the stalk, then the technique That's would be perfect, perfect yeah. for, That'll for work. this. I will look on the internet some more. See, now my own, like I said, I um, went and basically had a coupon for, and uh, <laughs> bought, um, I think that the title of the book was, I Can't Believe I'm Crocheting. <laughs> Which is about my speed. It's like, yep. um, and then I also, uh, but uh, yeah, I tried the um, paracord, which mm-hmm. was a really big, like, it was a Q hook maybe, or it was one of the larger yeah. hooks. Yeah. And um, yeah, I could actually visualize it much better. Oh, um, good. If I think I'm at the stage now where it's like, I really in pool need someone to actually show me, okay, this is what you're really good, because there's a little confusion. Uh, after the chain, when you actually start the crochet, it's like, it wasn't as obvious to me i think i just need someone to say okay this is where you go in and this is what you're doing and then you continue on it's like, okay. okay but it's it's a decent book that does show you know like each step of the way and kind of counting yeah. it's like oh, okay yeah, good good yeah i i would be happy to to work with you on that and i would be happy to show you a couple of chainless hmm. starts which we talked about on a previous episode that there's a way to start with either a single crochet or a double crochet that works out sideways. Mm -hmm. And by doing that and combining the initial chain and the first row, you never have a chain that you have to work into because people will often, especially beginners, when they chain, they will chain way too tightly. And it makes it very difficult to you know, see where you need to put the next stitch and to just get your crochet hook mm-hmm. into that chain uh, to get the next next stitch through. And by doing the single crochet or double crochet foundation, you sidestep all of that. Or if you're going to be crocheting in the round, doing granny squares or 3D, <laughs> uh, you know, crochet your own dick today. Well, and, you know, I could changeless and you know instead of closing the heart there i could leave that open and have your own little cock cozy uh, <laughs> and i don't know maybe those cold winter days is that what it is yeah and i'm thinking i don't know maybe instead of filling it completely with black beans find i don't know something larger um a couple but, of small super bowl balls one on yeah, either side yeah, yeah. and, and ha- have those and then just and then just stuff the dick with the beans and just have two balls in the sack. Um, so or, more more ways to improve or, it. Or um, magnets. They could use as a fridge magnet. Again, functionality. <laughs> uh, s- stick some uh, stainless steel pinballs in there. Ball bearings. So, but with with this, I don't do an initial chain i do what's called a magic ring which is basically just a big open knot Mm -hmm. that you then crochet your initial round into and then pull the knot tight and that way you don't have you can see there on the bottom there's really no hole where you because normally if you start with a ring or start with a chain and you're working in the round you will have 
a noticeable hole. Like if you look at the placemat yeah. there, there is a noticeable hole there in the center. But that works with that aesthetic for, for the granny square style that it is. Uh, that's a much more open. But when you're doing these stuff things, you don't want that hole. You don't want the stuffing to fall out. Any word on the uh, lace front? Lace front? That sounds like a wig. Yeah, from lace front. Now, I was looking at some patterns. There were some things I wanted to fiddle around with. But again, crafting hasn't been higher, unfortunately, on my uh, my scale of things right now. I've been <laughs> more doing things, ordering stuff for relatives. So, <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're still going to have to, you know, make your own brown lace hanky and put it in your... Right pocket, Put left it, pocket, left pocket, left yeah. pocket. It, well, no, well, yeah. yeah I, I, for for those, you know, because for the hanky coat in general, it's you know, red is the bottom, left is the top. Red but, is the bottom and left is the top. Is that what you said? Yeah. In general, <laughs> that, that's why I, I wear my red hanky on my left hand side. Mm -hmm. um, but for that, I don't recall which side because one side is has and mm -hmm. the other side is wants. Yep. And I, I, yeah, I think it's always because uh, it's funny. Uh, I think left is the dominant or top or giver, and right mm -hmm. tends to be the receiver. Or, okay, yeah, okay, which so, is the opposite of what normally in our society, right's always like, oh, dominant and left is the you know, sinister and blah blah blah. And it's like in hanky code, no, it's the other way around, it's the other way around, yeah, because we, we get to be a little strange, okay. So then, yeah, so it would probably be you would probably wear yours on the left, yes. Then. And yeah, for those who who don't have the expanded, full annotated hanky coat, uh, brown laces for uncut. Uh, you've got a bit of foreskin ah. hanging off the end of your dick. So I've been told. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's what forty plus years of stretching it every single day. Something like that. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, you can make your own for for claw and yeah, show that, off. That's coming up. That'll be fun. You said um, that uh, Crochet Empire will be at Claw. Crochet Empire will be at Claw, and might be able to interview him again as part of my Claw preparations. I did buy a new memory card for the voice recorder. So the previous max capacity was three hours and five minutes. Which, with these shows being an hour each, and even with 20-minute interviews, I felt that that's probably not going to be enough for the entirety of Claw. So I went out, I checked the specs online to see how large it could handle, and it can handle up to a 32 gig. And so I went on to Amazon, and it said 32 gig micro SD card. And I said, well, if you don't care about the packaging at all, and you don't need the adapter to uh, full-size SD, we can get you one for 10 bucks and free two-day shipping with Prime. Can't argue with that. Uh, yeah, no, can't argue with that. So I got that, and then when I put it in the voice recorder, it said capacity for high quality is 50 hours and change, and then if I put it on low quality, it's at... 99 hours, 59 minutes, 59 seconds, plus, I have to assume. 
because uh, it's like a factor of 10. So there's potential there. There, Yeah, there is definite potential to be able to capture all sorts of audio goings-on at CLAW. From a crafting perspective, one of the things that I would find interesting to learn a little bit more about, because I've seen more of that at those events like CLAW and mm-hmm. IML and things, are the people who are doing the chainmail thing, that you're seeing more of that mm-hmm. there in addition to the leather. And some people are doing some fantastic stuff with the chainmail patterns, things like that, and that's a craft in its own in its own right. Yeah, I should have Neptune on and mm-hmm. have him talk about because he made me a chainmail collar mm-hmm. that is just a little bit too tight. I, I, I the beauty is you can add a couple rings. Yeah, I, I can add a couple rings to it. And it's very yeah, it's very adjustable. Yes, and yeah, so I have a chainmail collar that I can wear, and I've got. Mm-hmm. A leather collar that I can wear when I'm feeling more leather instead of chainmail. And well, the nice thing is, yeah, you can make the kind of the chainmail chains, but then also, um, you know, when you actually link it to form kind of a sheet, there's some fun stuff you can do with it too. Very because I've <clears throat> seen, uh, well, you know, there's always the joke about chainmail bikinis for women's armor, but you know, it's like, hey, a chain chainmail jock. Yeah. yeah well, more you, lo- for you, a chainmail kilt. Well, I'm thinking more chainmail, um, <laughs> like uh, loincloth. Kind of a, just a flap. Yeah. you have to have a lot of chains for a kilt. Yes. A, lot, a lot of rings. Yes. And for a chainmail jockstrap, you would probably want to have a muslin liner. Well, speaking because I did make a uh, scale mail, uh, well, kind of loincloth. It had a panel in the front and a little panel in the back for modesty. But yeah, when I was wearing it, I didn't have anything underneath. And I was wearing it outside. And it's like, oh, this is, yeah, this is not super comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but that scale mail work, I've seen some of that too, and that's very impressive. Yeah. And when I've seen the prices that they attach to it, it's pretty expensive too. <laughs> well, I was able to get enough to like basically, you know, make the piece. I think it was maybe for 60 or $70 worth of just raw materials. Mm-hmm. And I didn't use them all either. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, but I had the large stainless steel scales, and I've seen they have a smaller scale yeah. that mm-hmm. is, you know, makes more of a, you know, kind of a flowing kind of thing and it's like it was ideas and uh, well the thing i the next stage would be um uh they make acrylic like kind of uh see-through scales mm-hmm. and rings oh. and to make it more you know translucent because mm-hmm. uh, what it was made for was lakes of fire which is the local um it's near muskegon but it's the burning man thing in Equivalent. michigan yeah yeah mm-hmm. they were they have small but you know unlike burning man it's not not in the middle of an alkaline desert yeah, by a lake, and so it's like Pl- as, pl- plenty of water, not nearly as hot. Yeah, but still, you know, some really interesting outfits and things yeah. like, and like a lot of times light is incorporated in this. So it's like, okay, I need to make a scale mail loincloth that lights up. Yeah, and then just wander around in that. But that, that and a smile. That, yeah, and a smile. But and a, well, enough for a vest. I it just I just thought the perfect accessory to this would be like furry boots and a vest, very barbarianish. I can well, see that. You know, with the leather that you're seeing at things like claw, like IML, you get this, the scale mail, the chain mail. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little bit of the the uh, combatant, you know, that kind of leather work. Gladiator. Gladiator, yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. And that's kind of crept into places like claw and IML. And, and I find that myself really interesting to look at. It's kind of, yeah, kind of a cosplay thing. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. Yeah, but nicely, yeah, nicely made, you know, pieces that, you know, not just, a, you know, leather, but, you know, mm-hmm. 
well done artistic in the cut and the stylings and all that. And, and I'm impressed with that because that's a craft, you know, the leather work that some folks yes. do, mm-hmm. the this chain mail work, the scale mm-hmm. mail, that's beautiful things that I've seen in that. It's just, that's a craft too. I mean, that's a, oh, a, a wonderfully kiki craft that you can apply very nicely. Yeah. And, and now that I'm thinking about it, because I do have a little extra money, my the state part of my uh, income tax refund came in. Yay! Yay. Uh, I, I'm actually going to be uh, increasing my exemptions on my paycheck. So, slightly larger paycheck, and we'll get a, according to the IRS, I'll be getting a $100 refund next year, rather than an $800 refund yeah, I'd rather have that $700 spread out over 26 checks. That's the way the accountants tell you to do it. Just a thing. But I think what I'm going to do, probably right after this recording, while I'm thinking about it, uh, assuming my husband gets back with the car in a reasonable amount of time, <laughs> Details. I, is I think I'm actually going to run out to Joanne and get that leather lace that mm. uh, Crochet Empire talked about. Mm. And... Make a leather dick. A black leather dick. Why? Because I can. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like, yeah, you get an idea. That's why I like um, seeing um, the the foam pup hood that was uh, Friday night. Oh, yeah. Bayard's yes. pup mm-hmm. hood is amazing. Beautiful. And it's made of you know craft foam. Yes. Well, well done. But it's like, okay, that's material that's easily in. It's not as hard to find or get a hold of as leather. Um, oh, or latex. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful ones in latex. And so it's and like, yeah. It's yeah. like, and okay, there's something I can pick up at the craft store and play with. Yes. And, you know. Right. And doing it in foam, I mean, you, you can shape that. You can sculpt that. Uh, you know, you can have a definite muzzle to mm-hmm. it. I mean, you could have nice pointy ears on that. He has ears that bend over. They don't flop. That's one thing I like about my neoprene puppet is the movement in the ears, especially because I can feel it on my mm-hmm. head and it feels really nice. But also, I mean, that foam weighs practically nothing and you would think that that hood would have some weight to it and no, it it does not. I mean, that that's a hood that you could wear all day at claw and not even, yeah, and not get tired or overloaded or anything like that so there was some discussion about that at uh, at first friday there was a little discussion going on at the corner of the table where they were talking about wearability of the different hoods and mm-hmm. the different you know pup hoods and pup muzzles and things like that and some to, were better than others i'm sorry to someone who's talking about that they couldn't deal with a hood because of the vision restriction and different the pup hoods have much larger places for eyes so it's not mm-hmm. really like you know, a mask where you're just refined to like little dots. It's yeah, more it, it's, open yeah. It's not. Spaces. It's not like a domino mask. I mean, I wear my glasses with my neoprene hood all the time, and it doesn't cause any problem for me. So, I yeah, and and that's one of the reasons why I got the neoprene hood because I read online that it goes well with glasses and oh yeah it was about half the price yeah, of the leather say, the price comes into that because <laughs> i'm always amazed at neoprene because it's there's uh a a subset of leather latex people who like neoprene mm-hmm. and they do some really cool things i have some neoprene shirts myself that They'll take combinations of very smooth neoprene and textured. So there's stuff that they can do. But when you look at it overall, the cost 
is so much better for neoprene. Oh, yeah. You can buy yourself a beautiful neoprene outfit if you can find somebody who will make it in your size. That's right. That's the other piece of it. But, you know, gorgeous stuff. That's one of the things uh, I'll, I'll out him on it is that Neptune really enjoys. That's He enjoys uh, neoprene, he's told me, more than... Uh, Rubber or leather, that's the thing that, yeah. that kind of does it for him. And, and I think one of the reasons why neoprene is less expensive is because it's much easier to work with. You, I mean, you can sew it basically on a regular sewing machine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, leather, you need pretty a pretty intense machine, and latex, you have to glue. There were some companies that still stitched, but I haven't seen too many that do it that way. There was an old, old firm called Ectomorph that I don't think is in business anymore. If anybody knows better, let me know. But I think they went out and I bought some of my very first pieces for them. And I was really amazed. They were stitched. Wow. They had put uh, a reinforcing strip in them. Mm -hmm. At the, mm -hmm. at the seams and then they would double stitch. So the seams were a little bit wider but they were very strong, and it did work. But I think it also increased the magnitude of how much work went into a piece yeah. because of it. So then glue came along, and it's like, okay, let's just, this is much easier. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, modern adhesives are good and firm and stick around for quite a while. Yep. Had fun. And on that horrible joke, we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, kink histories, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com, or tweet at us, we are at harryprone.com. Our theme music is Hotspot by Arcus under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane, Lansing Mike, and Dirtel69, wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night. Night.